0: first episode, first podcast, so bear with me, if I suck, let me know, if you think um, you have any improvements for me, or any criticism, um, you think it's cool, you agree with me, you disagree with me, so on and so forth, we're going to talk about professional wrestling, uh, to start off with this week, Um, the big news in professional wrestling is the WWE, that former WWE champion, former Intercontinental champion, former United States and Tag Team champion, <clears throat> excuse me, one of the major players of The Shield, Dean Ambrose, probably their biggest heel in the last few months, is now leaving the company. He put in his notice. He's leaving um, right after WrestleMania. So I expect him to put somebody over at WrestleMania on his way out. There's a rumor it's going to be um, Nia Jax. I sure hope not. But, you know, who knows. They offered him a seven-figure contract for five years, plus bonuses, and he turned it down. So, this is not a money play. This is more for his own well-being. As uh, the rumor said, there was injuries that he's concerned about. Um, his happiness... Uh he's leaving on, on good terms, and so it seems he's not doing a, a Neville or CM Punk where he just quit and, and walked out. Um, he actually gave them notice and said he was leaving, and um, they respect that. They announced it. His wife still works there, so it's it's going to be interesting to see what Dean Ambrose or, you know, the past and future Don Moxley is going to be doing, so... Um, you know the possibility to go to New Japan. Um, there's a possibility to go to all elite wrestling, although I don't think he will. But you never know. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, if they offer him what he wants, you know, Ambrose versus Jericho, Ambrose versus Omega, Ambrose versus Cody, or you know, Moxley in this case, it would be amazing. But we'll see what happens there. I personally am sad to see him leave. I'm a big fan of Dean Ambrose the character. Even though John Moxley is very similar. Um, I do agree with him that what they had. They had something really hot. And then they just kind of killed it. Um, <coughs> <coughs> excuse me. The WWE tends to do that quite often actually. So I mean this would really surprise you. Um, it seems. another another WWE news. It seems that. The Triple H is starting to build his team. Um, by that I mean. i um, He's hired Sonny Dutt. He's hired Davari, Sean Davari. He's hired Abyss. Um, he's got Jason Jordan working as been a producer role. These guys are gonna help him run the, the show. It's gonna be a fresh take. I mean, you've seen the the tremendous job he's done at uh, NXT. As in my personal opinion, take over was more exciting, and it was better. With the exception of maybe one or two matches, but it was a better show than the Royal Rumble itself. Um, this past weekend, we had the Royal Rumble, we had TakeOver of Phoenix, and uh, I think the match, in my personal opinion, um, everybody has their own favorite match. A lot of people are saying... You know, Becky and Oscar was good. A lot of people were saying Brian and AJ was great. I personally loved AJ and Brian's match. Um, but I think the match that stole the show, and and again, in my personal opinion, was Gargano and Ricochet. That match was damn near perfect. Um, it was... Excuse me again, I'm sorry. Um, it was action-packed it was, I mean, smart, it told a story, a lot of people say, well, there's a lot of flips, and yes, there was a flips, a lot of flips, a lot of stunts, a lot of spots, but it did tell a story, um, another match that, that, that blew my mind, was Shampa and, After Black, um, this was a rematch, <clears throat> Aleister Black failed to regain his NXT championship, um, however, again, another phenomenal outing by these guys. The undisputed era versus the War Raiders could already candidate for match of the year, in my opinion, especially tag team match of the year. Um, anyway, so now I'll go to, to the Royal Rumble. Um, plus and minuses. I think having the United States Championship match with Nakamura and Rusev at the pre-show was a mistake. Um, call me sexist, call me whatever you want to call me, Um, but at this this point in time, I gotta say, having three women's matches on a show was a bit much. Um, Yes, we had to have the Royal Rumble match. Yes, we had the two world title matches. But why have the two world title matches? Seriously. You're gonna have the Women's Championship more than likely being defended either at Elimination Chamber or at Fastlane. You have two pay-per-views before WrestleMania. Those pay-per-views could be used to defend those titles. There is no reason why Asuka should beat the person that's going to go on to win the Royal Rumble later that night. You may bet you look weak by tapping out, have um, Asuka defend the championship against anybody at Elimination Chamber. You can have Asuka defend the championship against anybody at, at Fastlane. Ronda Rousey could defend the championship against somebody at Fastlane Elimination Chamber. Why not have, since it's such a big deal, the rematch between Charlotte and and and, 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 and Rhonda or have a, you know, have a two women's matches, and Charlotte, or Asuka, and, you know, a partner of her choosing, against Rhonda and a partner of her choosing, and why not, have a tag team match, have a two women's, people would have loved to see, Asuka, versus, Charlotte, I mean, am sorry, versus Rhonda Rousey, you heard the pop whenever they were Becky was picking her her replacement a couple months ago. So why not have that match? Um, another thing, you know, have Becky come into the Royal Rumble. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> have Becky go into the Royal Rumble. She should have always been part of the Rumble. Should have won. <laughs> or if, if you know, if it was a replacement, I should have done a skit saying, hey, we have another spot. Do you want it? You know, when you go in there, we advertise 30, we're going to have 30, something like that. Why not? Why instead have her just walk out and replace somebody else with her? It's the same thing with uh, um, Nia Jackson. Why in the hell was Nia Jax able to be in the Women's Royal Rumble and then turn around and be in the Men's Royal Rumble? To me, that's the double standard. What if the Big Show was decided he wants to win a Royal Rumble and goes into the Women's Royal Rumble and just starts liber- eliminating people, chucking women left and right over the top rope? If the Draft can do it, why can't the Big Show? You see what I'm saying? It's just stupid. <clears throat> um, so you could have two down to two women's matches, the Rumble and, and, and a match involving the Champions. That's it. Straight up. And... The pre-show... You could have moved up... Nakamura and Rusev to the main show. It's a title match. You already have the Cruiserweight title match down on the pre-show. You have the tag team champions down on the pre-show. For Raw. I mean... Seriously. Never that match was weird. Having one revival member... And, and, and one AOP member against the tag team champion and they lose. And then Rusev loses against Nakamura. Just to turn around and have Nakamura lose to of all people, freaking R-Truth. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I just think it was a little stupid. Just, just going to put a bad taste in my mouth for the Rumble. As far as the Royal Rumble uh, paper itself tag team title <clears throat> match Miz and McMahon versus the bar it was uh it was entertaining it was fun um you kind of expected Miz and, and, and Shane to win the titles um so now the bar has officially lost the championship to the boss's son and the Miz they've also lost the championship to a 10 year old kid and, uh, and and Braun Strowman um, didn't they lose the championship to, to uh, lose the championship also to a, a Bray and Matt. who knows, I don't know. They've lost the championship to the oddest teams, anyway, <clears throat> so, then we have the women's matches, <clears throat> excuse me, Oscar Becky, good match, pointless, <clears throat> um, let yeah, me take it here. Um, hold on one second. I'm sorry, it was a good quality match. Um, It was wasted. It was pointless. And to have Becky lose before winning the Rumble just dumb. Baking and Sasha, or Ronda and Sasha, uh, what a train wreck! I'm sorry, that match was horrible. It was horrible. Botches left and right. Ronda looked horrible. And the fans let her have it the next night and Raw. The Women's Royal Rumble match was signed for what it was. <coughs> um, it's just... It was, I could have done with without half the girls there, honestly, but it is what it is, um, the WWE Championship match, match of the night, in my opinion, a lot of people thought it was slow, a lot of people didn't like it, I thought it was the best match of the night, it told a story, I told that Daniel Bryan could not beat AJ without help, that leads up to another potential match between the two. Um, not to mention, it looks like the beginning of some sort of a stable with Daniel Bryan, which is good because he needs something different. Braun Strowman versus Finn Balor. Finn Balor should have won that match. Finn Balor should have won that match. We should be having Finn Balor versus Seth Rollins at WrestleMania to main event and have a wrestling match. Instead, we're going to have Seth Rollins get thrown around by Brock Lesnar for 10 minutes and then somehow pull off an upset. Um, which is fine. <clears throat> but at least Daniel Bryan or whoever wins the Elimination Chamber will... Like the, the, the world title on SmackDown is in shambles. Who's going to honestly win that? Instead of having Daniel Bryan defend the championship at... The elimination chamber, it should be a match for the number one contendership. Then Brock Lesnar should be defending his title in the elimination chamber again. My opinion, take it for what it's worth. He destroyed Finn Balor, <clears throat> Finn Balor came back, looked really good, looked solid, and then after the match, it was just oh, well, you know, I made mean, him believe, yeah, but well, how. You know, that's why he beat me up. What good does that do? Honestly, he beat the hell out of you for 10 minutes after the match. And the next night in Raw, you know, you do nothing of importance. You know, again, whatever. Um, And then the Royal Rumble match itself. uh, The WWE promised a surprise. And the two biggest surprises in the match was Jeff Jarrett, <clears throat> that lasted about 30 seconds, and Hornswoggle hiding underneath the ring. Thanks WWE, what a surprise! And it was dumb when it was a surprise. Was that Dolph Ziggler was actually booked? Because he said said he wasn't booked. You know, you're losing Dolph Ziggler. You're losing Dean Ambrose. You know, rumors that the club may be leaving. The Revival had asked for their release. They already lost Neville. <clears throat> I think Vince needs to step back and let Triple H take over. Okay, now to end the show, what I want to do is I going to give you a, a, a personal story about from when I was in the business, when I was in my career. I grew up in the business. Uh, my uncle and godfather was Frenchie Martin, who was the manager for Dina in at WWF, most famously, but he wrestled around the world. Um his most his favorite match, and you know, one of his most uh, memorable matches was when he wrestled the then NWA World Heavyweight Champion Ric Flair in an hour-long Broadway, which is a draw. In Puerto, in Puerto Rico, San Juan, Puerto Rico. Um, he won numerous titles in Puerto Rico, tag team titles with, with his uh, quote unquote brother Rick and Michelle Martel. They were known as the Martels They were known as the Mercenaries. He's wrestled in Canada, won titles in Stampede, Quebec, and he wrestled and won titles in Japan and the Hawaiian Islands with the Samoans. He, <clears throat> been, he was all over the world, may he rest in peace. Um, he was my uncle, I was also trained in the ring by the Southern Law Posse in Florida, by my uncle here in Florida, I was trained in Puerto Rico by the Raider Number 3, one of the greatest light like, heavyweights that has ever lived in professional wrestling, period. Um, I learned a lot from guys like Ralph, Ralph Mosca, um, <clears throat> a good friend of mine, Dave Coco, who taught me a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Um, Bam Bam Bigelow, I learned through all the business, Hercules, which was a good friend of the family, may he rest in peace, also in Bam Bam, but Hercules, Hercules was like family, and, um, I don't think I would've never gotten into the business if it wasn't for him. That being said, whenever I wanted to go into the business, my uncle Frenchie, um, which I call him, you know, Uncle Pierre, because that's what he wrestled in, in Puerto Rico, um, he did not want me to get into the business. Um, he thought I was too small. He thought <clears throat> the business. He did not want me to get into the business and go through a lot of the stuff that you know wrestlers do. A lot of the wrestling families don't want their 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 family members to go into the business. That's understandable. I know I have a son. Um, he wants to be going to the business. I don't like the idea too much, but I'm gonna support them and I'm gonna help them as much as I can. Um, anyway, so when I was first into going to the business, I met um, these couple of local indie wrestlers. <clears throat> they they just had a little indie show at a bar in in Setford Hills, Florida, in a place called Joe Bob's Bar and Grills. Um, they had it in the in couple. The backyard of the bar was kind of like set up with a ring and some seats. Now, the ring was not a wrestling ring. It was more of a boxing ring. So, bumping in the ring was brutal. The ropes were steel wires that were just always too tight. There were bolts hanging coming out of the corners. So, if you hit the wrong corner at the wrong time, you were going to get stabbed. There was a, a, a hole on the floor on the outside, side, so there was plenty of guys that got thrown over the top rope and got caught in a hole. Um, I I got into my first concussion in that match, in, in that ring, I'm sorry, and um, well, here's how, how the story was. After September 11th, I was a little down, and, and a friend of mine, um, a former friend of mine I'm not going to mention, invited me over to go to one of his... Uh, a friend's party, it's a birthday party or something. Keep my mind off things. So I just finished watching the September 11th trivia show for SmackDown, and um, I said, "Sure, why not? I'll go." Um, he always wanted me to go to to parties with him and, and get together because I had back then. I had a knack to to always have girls flash or take the clothes off very easily around me. So he wanted us to, to always wanted me around. So that was a conversation from the house to my apartment to the party that he wanted to see this. Of course it happened and he was out of the room because he never was in the room when it happened. Um, but in that party I met this guy named um, Kenny and Mark. These two guys and we started talking about wrestling and uh, it, I told him, hey, you know, I'm I'm trained, he's like, really, and then we started, you know, going back and forth talking, and he goes, well, we run a little show, we're running a show tomorrow night, you should come, and I said, sure, cool, um, <clears throat> you guys need any help setting up or anything, like, no, no, just show up, so, you know, I, I believe I didn't go that week, um, I, I spoke to them the following week, and, um, I met with them in their apartment in the morning. And I asked permission if I could bring my cousin, which is Frenchie's son. Um, I call him Jay. His name is Jean. Um, Also, and me from him, we invited another, a couple of other friends of ours. um, Namely Eddie Torres, who still currently is active in the business. um, Has appeared in NXT a couple times. And his brother-in-law at the time. Um, Big Jose which was what uh, he was uh, Jose. He wrestled as Big Jose at the time. He was wrestling as or wanted to wrestle as a druid. Now, mind you, all of us were trained, but none of us had had an official match yet. We showed up to the show and we asked if we could have a match. They said, Sure, we could have a tryout match. Um, we'll put you guys against each other, a tag team match. So, uh, my tag team partner, and I, you would think that it would be John, you know, my cousins. But no, I we, I we they paired me up with Eddie, and they paired Jose up with Jay. They were known as the Night Stalkers, and I and my my friend Eddie we took a play on the name of of Rick Martel, my, my quote unquote kooky uncle Rick, um, to uh, out of one of his tag teams. He used to be the Can-Am Connection with Tom Zink. Um, I'm from New York originally. Um, Eddie's from New Jersey, so we call ourselves the New York New Jersey Connection. So that what it is. The second and third match of the card, the New York New Jersey Connection versus the Night Stalkers. You go back now, and if you're able to watch that match, which I don't think is anywhere online, thank goodness, it was one of the worst matches of all time. I mean, four guys, none of us have, been, have ever been in the ring. Uh we probably had a I believe Eddie and Jose up to that point had never even bumped in the ring. They were it was just all taught on outside on maps and stuff. Um So we went in there and I was an entertainer at heart. I most of the match I just stayed in the corner playing off to the crowd. Eddie took the heat. Jay and Jose kept tagging in and out. Uh I believe we won if I'm the mistake. But uh, I didn't even remember to be honest with you. But the fact is, we went in the back, everybody praised us, saying it was you know the best thing in sliced bread. They wanted us to get back the following week. Now, to get booked, we had told them that we had been working for months because we wanted to make sure that we got on the show. to so, be so, I took a page from, from old school wrestlers, actually, mostly from old school promoters would bullshit the, the the wrestlers into getting them booked, well, I flipped it around and we bullshitted the promoter into having us booked. The following week, we all come back. Well, actually, me and Eddie come back. Jay and Jose didn't come back to that promotion. I went back to the second promotion that was also being held there, which we also wrestled. Different story for different times. Um... Second week we were there, this is, the company was called NSW, uh, I believe that's what it was called, don't quote me in that. it was a long time ago, um, anyway, so we go into the ring, and they tell us to cut a, a face promo, now, we have never cut a promo in front of a live crowd, yes, it was only maybe 20, 30 people, but it was our first time. We didn't know what we were doing. They didn't give us any direction. They didn't tell us what we wanted to say. They just said, go out there cut a face trouble." So I'm sitting there trying to explain to them who we are, what we're there for. They started booing. So my partner, Eddie, just grabbed the mic and told everybody to shut up and listen to what I had to say. Instantly turning his heel, pissing off the promoter, second night of our career. Well, we became the main event, and uh, we were the main event for a while there. Um, it was, it, it was interesting. So, so yeah, that was our first introduction into the business. Um, I, we wrestled there. We, also, we ended up going to the other company, I guess it was DXW. Um, I wrestled on both shows. I wrestled on the third show that was also there, which where I was turned face. And became one of the pretty popular there. Um, however, it was really weird because on Fridays, and <clears throat> I was a face under a mask. Um, on Saturdays, I was a face without the mask. And on Sundays, I was a heel. All in the same place. All in the same ring. Three different companies. People still bought it. They played along. Um, three, four months into it, we had a show in Tampa. It was myself versus my cousin Jay. He was the opponent that I felt the most comfortable with. So we booked each other. You know, we, booked, we were booked against each other a lot. Just, you know, when we were getting used to things. And there was a spot where he threw me to the corner and come running in for a clothesline. And I heard something pop in my neck. Um, I, by the time we were supposed to do a doubleheader that night, that night we were going to do a GXW show. By the time we got to Joe Bob's that night, I could not move the top half of my, my body. I could not move my shoulders. I could not move my neck. <clears throat> so there was no way I could wrestle. So they put me on commentary. And at one point, I just stood up and distracted the referee while Eddie came in and and, and interfered in the main event, causing one of our other guys in our group to win the title. And that was my last day there. Um, after that, I moved away from Florida. <clears throat> I took a year in Texas. Um, worked out a little bit over there with a the company there, but not didn't do much. Of a, didn't do any shows or anything like that. Um, and, you know, there's, there was a big gap that I just thought I was going to walk away. Um, when I got back to Florida, I started rehabbing my neck. The doctor assured me that I would be able to go back into the ring. Um, I was still skeptical, uh, or skeptical, skeptical, I can't even talk, guys, uh, I I'm, was I'm still worried, because, um, you know, it's a neck, so, anyway, it was at least a good two, three years before I went back into the ring, and, at that point, in between there, I had booked for the NWA a little bit, but, at that point, um, it's when everything took off, and we'll get to that later, um, Thank you guys for listening to this. Like I said, if you have any pointers, any criticisms, um, any questions, leave me a message. Um, let me know. Um, my son will be doing some podcasts with me here too. We're going to be talking about video games and, and joking around. He's really funny. Um, and yeah, you know, I mean, not all my podcasts are going to be about wrestling, but this inside the mind of George Martel is strictly wrestling. Thank you very much for listening once again and uh, I'll see you guys later. Peace.